This edition of The Standard is brought to you by the AXA Startup Angel Competition. I'm Sharma Dean Reed, founder and CEO of The Stack World, and I'm here to help you turn your business dream into reality. There are six chances to win the competition, including two top prizes of £25,000, mentoring from myself and leading UK founders, plus business insurance for a year, thanks to AXA. Go to standard.co.uk forward slash AXA Startup Angel for details on how to enter and complete your entry by the 2nd of June, 2024. Good luck. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. From London, this is the Standard Podcast and I'm Mark Blunden. It looks like London Mayor Sadiq Khan has signalled the start of the 2024 race for City Hall this May. The mayor's promised free school meals for all primary school-aged children in the capital to continue his flagship policy, now costing £140 million for the year. He's seeking to win a third mayoral term. Meanwhile, his Conservative rival Susan Hall has also pledged to continue the policy if elected. Also to ring in the new year, there was the looming threat of tube strikes with a week of industrial action by the RMT union in a pay dispute only averted on Sunday after £30 million was found. Anyone would think there's an election on. For the latest, we're joined by the Evening Standard City Hall editor, Ross Lydell. Ross, you're reporting on two big stories coming out of City Hall on Tuesday. The first is in relation to free school meals, and the second is in relation to the prospect of more tube strikes. So on school meals, many Londoners will know that back in September last year, the Mayor of London, Sadiq Khan, offered all London primary school children free school meals. This is essentially, well, certainly the, the sort of the top four years at primary school because the younger kids already get free school meals, uh, which are not means tested. But if you were older than that, then free school meals were means tested. What Sadiq did was find £135 million of City Hall cash, largely money that he got from business rates to fund free meals for all primary school children across the capital. So more than a thousand odd schools and uh, probably more than 200,000 meals a day, I believe it is, that were provided uh, free of charge by the mayor to a value of £2.65 per meal. And uh, Sadiq did this because he felt that the cost of living crisis meant that some children were going hungry because their parents, who may not receive free school meals, were unable to uh, provide food for their children at school. And this helped to keep children healthier, stop them going hungry and improve performance. Now, many Londoners may have thought that actually this was a permanent policy. It wasn't. It was only a one-year policy. But the good news today is that Sadiq is continuing the policy for a second year, of course, should he be re-elected in May. And of course, this policy announcement has been made as the election cycle hots up. You're reporting it effectively fired the starting gun for May. How so? 
This is going to be one of the key planks of Sadiq's 2024 manifesto. We have about 112 days to go until polling day. Uh, May the 2nd is the day when Londoners will get to decide whether to give Sadiq Khan a third term, whether to choose Susan Hall or whether to go for another. You know, there are other candidates and other parties available, whether the Greens, Lib Dems and various others, including some who stand on a completely anti-ULES platform. So there are many options. The most likely to, of course, are Sadiq or Susan Hall. But essentially, for Sadiq to announce something like this at this time is a clear signal of what he wants to do should he get re-elected. And it's very much the case that he believes this has been a hugely popular policy. He's now saying, re-elect me and I'll continue it. What's Susan Hall saying on Khan's free school meals pledge? So Susan Hall said actually, probably quite a few months ago, uh, that she would continue it should she be elected. And she said this before Sadiq had uh, been able to confirm that he would continue it as well. So although he always made clear at the start it would be a one-year policy, a sort of emergency policy, the fact is that when you do something popular, you can suddenly become very unpopular if you decide to take it away. And we've got this just in from Evening Standard local democracy reporter Noah Vickers, who's been interviewing the mayor on a visit to Lewisham. And he asked Khan about the scheme's funding longevity. Is that how this policy is going to work, though, year on year waiting for certainty on whether you will have funding to extend it again? Yeah, one of the problems we have is there are some sources of income that are recurring and there are some that are one-off. And we've also got this, this additional problem of, of keeping an eye on the reserves for obvious reasons. Uh, we know from the government they'll be changing very soon a local government funding formula. We know there's going to be a review shortly of business rates for retention. So what I can't do is commit to things that are in perpetuity when I've not got a recurring source of uh, income. So I'm afraid the bad news is I can't, I can't uh, say to Londoners I'll be uh, providing universal free school meals in perpetuity. Let's go to the ads coming up. More on the 2024 election race for City Hall and we press the mayor on the source of that £30 million to stop a tube strike. Why not hit follow in the meantime and give us a rating? It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Welcome back. Ross, the second big story today you're reporting is this £30 million the mayor's team seem to have found down the back of a city hall sofa to prevent a week-long tube strike at the last minute on Sunday. Where did they magic up the cash from? Well, um, this has become rather a mystery. I think we need the combination of sort of Hercule Poirot, Target and Miss Marple to help explain exactly where this money has come from. Now, it seems today that the London Assembly has been doing its own detective work 
And the mayor and his chief of staff, David Bellamy, have appeared to suggest to the Assembly this morning that this money has come from business rates or will come from business rates because this will be coming out of the budget from April. It's all rather complex, but uh, just before Christmas, the government announced how much money City Hall would be getting for various services. City Hall does get some money also from business rates, and it seems that the income from business rates will be slightly more generous than City Hall feared or had a sort of pessimistic expectation. So from this kitty, this rather fatter piggy bank than it might have been thought, £30 million will be redirected towards the tube workers. And this has um, gone down rather well with the RMT, which, as you say, on Sunday night made the unexpected but nonetheless very welcome decision to abandon a week of tube strikes. It did mean that some people did, however, struggle to get home on Sunday night because it came so late. Although Sadiq today at City Hall was very reluctant to actually put a precise figure on how much he has offered the unions. And the problem is that partly because he says negotiations are ongoing, but the other problem is that TfL actually said that the 5% offer was its final offer, its sort of full and final offer, and therefore no money was available in the kitty. And Sadiq has rather sort of shaken things up by suddenly finding this £30 million down the back of the sofa beside a couple of last year's Quality Street and perhaps a, an old comb. So what more do we know about the mystery source of the cash? Back to our colleague, Noah Vickers again who pressed the mayor on where the money came from where did that money come from what budget so i'll be sending next week i'll publish my draft budget uh, the amount of money we've been able to put aside for uh, uh, supporting tfl to to avoid strike action but also more important to get a, to get a pay, pay deal actually for 23 24 not for 24 25 going onwards and you know i've shown in the past when it comes to firefighters uh, city hall stepping into support uh, the london fire brigade uh, last year we had challenges with uh, GLA's own staff and I stepped in from the Mayor's office to support uh, them. To give credit to the government, which is unlike me, the Home Office stepped in to support uh, the, the Police Service and police forces across the country in relation to the impact of inflation on the police service last year as well. It's important to recognise, though, which is what you, you, you're seeking to do in your question, that the consequences of strike are awful for our city. Uh, according to just the hospitality sector, they lost £50 million this week. So if we can avoid strike action, we should try and do so. I'm also trying to work out where the money came from because TfL reportedly weren't you know, aware of this funding no, there's even no, being yeah, on the table on Sunday. That's a good point. So, so it's really important to stress that, that TfL had no money when it came to the negotiations with the trade unions. So they, that, that's true what they said. Uh, the ACAS talks broke down on Friday for the simple reason that there was no additional money that TfL had uh, and there wasn't going to be a resolution. City Hall has stepped in. Uh, in relation to supporting uh, TfL in this uh, endeavour. Uh, so RMT, Aslef, Unite, TSA will be speaking to uh, TfL. I'm hoping those negotiations uh, bear fruit. I think the way to resolve these things is by talking rather than by strikes. Now, Ross, you've also filed an exclusive story on Tuesday looking at the repercussions of this payout. What's the scoop? Immediately upon Sadiq finding this £30 million to essentially pay off the RNT, critics started to realise that he may have rather opened a can of worms. And that's because there is more than one union on the tube. There are two main unions. There is the RMT, which largely represents the bulk of station staff. And there is ASLEF, which represents the vast majority of train drivers. There's also a third union, the TSSA, which rather represents the sort of managers and the sort of white collar staff, to use the old fashioned term. What's happened is that ASLEF had already agreed to accept a 5% increase but by then finding this £30 million, Sadiq has indicated that actually more money is available in the kitty. So quite naturally, Aslef had said, hang on a minute, we took that 5% in good faith 
faith when you told us there was no more money left. However, you're now saying there's more money for the RMT. What's going on? So ASLEF are not best pleased at all. And the new news today is that ASLEF are now preparing to ballot its members again on possible future strike action. Now, some of this is what we term sort of sabre rattling. Under uh, sort of trade union laws, each union does have to have a valid legal mandate to carry out strike action, you know, to call its members out on strike. And these mandates last for six months. It was back in August when ASLEF last got the go ahead from its members to essentially be ready to go on strike. That mandate will run out at the end of January, the start of February. So it's entirely normal that it should seek to renew the mandate to give it an ability to go on strike. But of course, the timing is everything here. And this is going to be Aslef saying probably by a, an overwhelming majority that its tube drivers are now more than ready or even more ready than they were last year to go on strike should need be if there is not a pay settlement far in excess of 5% following the male's intervention. There's much more on these stories in the Evening Standard newspaper and online at standard.co.uk. We're back on Wednesday at 4pm. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season, when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers, and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now, wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavour. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hold up. 